0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is the At the Coffee Table podcast. I'm Jason Clink, your host. This is episode 81. I love the fact that I can say it's my 81st episode. Uh, but today I have the pleasure of uh, joining me on this podcast is Ricardo Martinez. And Ricardo uh, is a public safety professional. And Ricardo has created, host and created Within the Trenches podcast uh, based on the experience that he had as a 911 dispatcher. Uh, Ricardo is a former uh, dispatcher, as I said, supervisor of 13 years in the business and the head of Within the Trenches Media. In August of 2016, Ricardo started the hashtag im 911 movement that spread all across this country and abroad, including Canada, the UK, New Zealand and Australia. Ricardo, thank you for joining me here this afternoon. I appreciate your time here.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you for uh, for for having me on. It's it's an honor. This is going to be fun. I'm excited.
0: Yes, I'm I'm stoked to do this. I asked Ricardo to come on because he's had a lot of success with his podcast, and he grew his organically grew his podcast from <clears throat> excuse me from you know the infant stages to what it is today. And you know if you're out there and you have considered starting a podcast, uh, you're not know you don't really know where to begin. You're not sure where to begin. Feel free to drop a comment. Ask us any questions that you might have if you're watching this uh, live, and we'll be happy to answer them for you. So, Ricardo, as I was kind of saying uh, off off camera, uh, you know, I started this podcast in the middle of the pandemic. If it wasn't probably if it wasn't for the pandemic, I might not have done it. But since we had all that extra time, I figured, well, what the what the heck? I'll, I'll give the podcasting thing a try. 81 episodes later, I've had some really cool guests on. I've had fam- family and friends on. For me, it's a lot of fun. But it's a lot of fun and with the concept of just sitting down at a coffee table or a kitchen table with a beverage um, and having a conversation. And so what was what was the major catalyst for you to start your podcast and going down that road?
1: You know, to be completely honest, I mean, so everything everything started in uh, in dispatch and but it all started for me actually kind of struggling. Uh, in dispatch. So for, for a long time, you know, I, I, I hit this, uh, this rut, you know, I I got burned out. Um, I loved what I was doing. Don't, don't get me wrong. I I love the job still do. I always will. Um, but there was just a lot of different variables there that just had me hitting just a low spot. I mean, morale was down, uh, in the center and stuff, and I was doing a lot of overtime. I wasn't really seeing my family that much. And, you know, the types of calls that we deal with, Mm-hmm. Um, it just really, really pushed me, um, to a spot where, you know, I didn't ha- really have anyone to talk to. So really all of it came out of me trying to find a way, an, an outlet for oh. these calls that I was right. taking because in dispatch, and I'm sure a lot of different places too, you don't want to be the one to ask for help. You know, you don't, you don't yeah. want to look weak. You know, yeah. you, don't, you don't want someone to end up saying, Oh, you know, Ricardo's asking for help. He can't hack it. And that was, that was one of my big issues. And, and finally, I just, I didn't care anymore because I needed to do something. So I ended up going back to school actually. And uh, I couldn't go to traditional, you know, college. I had to do everything online because that was working so much in dispatch. But during that time, over three degrees that I ended up getting, um, all of my major projects had to do with dispatch. So really what felt like was killing me inside um that was public safety was actually what saved me public safety 911 actually saved me because of all those projects it's where everything started so it started out with me blogging first and and writing about all of my stories because you know when you're taking a phone call you're not just taking a phone call you know we are we are the folks who are calm cool and collected uh, however in the back of our heads we're freaking out with that caller too because yeah. you know as as empaths, we're putting ourselves in their shoes to be able to relate. So those were the calls, you know, those screams, the cries, all of that was just in my head. So writing about all of it, um, helped, but then in my master's program, uh, for new media journalism, they introduced us to podcasting and I fell in love with that form of storytelling. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, this whole time, this has been therapeutic for me to be able to share my stories. So what what if I was able to get other dispatchers to come on and share their stories as well? And through the power of storytelling, we can heal together and gain some sort of closure, something that we don't ever get really uh, in 911. And there, the podcast came to be. So it was all from me trying to, um, you know, figure out figure out my own stuff. And and get it out there, and and people really started getting into it, listening to these stories.
0: That's amazing that you bring it up. I, I, just to unpack that a little bit. You, you and I have very similar kind of roads and and down nine one one. And you know, after I was probably my fifteenth or sixteenth year, I, I had enough, burned out, didn't want to do it anymore, tired of the verbal abuse in the ear, and just tired of the job. And that's mm-hmm. how I ended up on the vendor side of the business on the dark side we call it
1: <laughs> yeah um,
0: and i think for some of us that you know we go out there and we're trying we want to we want to help we want to be of service we want to bring value we want to still be able to um help even though we may not be doing the emergency job that we had once did um so I, and it's finding that that positive route that positive uh, format to get on to be able you know it could be in a new business it could be a podcast it could be writing a book, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. to be able to, um, you know, still kind of positively affect the world. And then you were talking about storytelling and it, and it hit me cause I was, there's a, there's a local guy here that has, has his own business, has his own uh, marketing business, Paul Daly. And I, and, and he, this is a guy that grew his business from creation to super successful and he has his own podcast and he does his podcast religiously every single week. Mm -hmm. And I had the opportunity early on to have a a sit down conversation with him about marketing and podcasting and that. And he, and he's talked about the same thing, storytelling. People like to hear stories and he highly recommended uh, Don Miller's book of, of building a story brand. And I read this thing cover to cover and it was fantastic. Um, and I think there there's a lot that goes into our, not only our personal stories but everybody's story and sharing that that information. And um, do you feel like that was really what helped you grow and scale, grow your following, scale the podcast as you went along?
1: Yeah, it was. It was all about making it uh, personal, uh, really opening up and being, you know, vulnerable, letting people know how everything is is working out. So, um, and and you know. From the time that I started the podcast or actually the blog first and then the podcast, um, you know, I've gone around to different conferences, public safety conferences, and have continued that sharing not only my story, but having others share theirs. And that is exactly how I was able to connect with so many people it was just that power of storytelling, because it, it's one thing to say, you know, I took this one phone call and, you know, give a couple details details and, and that be it. But to to go in and actually share what it was actually like, not just the phone call, but what it was like for you, that when you're driving home and you've got 45 minutes by yourself and you don't even turn the radio on because you had 12 hours of hell, that Just that alone gets people like, okay, what else? I want to hear more. Like, what else does 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 this person have to say? How did how did they just gave me
0: chills? (laughs) Just gave me chills. Uh, It's
1: it and it's it's just that you know it's it's that letting people know that you know I wasn't okay. I was not okay after that call. It bothered me, and for forty five minutes driving home, I was playing it back in my head. Because when you're taking these phone calls also, you know, and, and it, as you know, and um, you piece everything together like a puzzle in your head, you're, you're not seeing it. And yeah. sometimes it's worse in your brain than what is actually going on there. Oh, oh, for so sure. when when you're talking about, uh, you know, podcasting and storytelling, those are the pieces that you add in there. Yeah. And uh, because that's that's what happened. And, and for me, it was fully therapeutic to be able to do it it's that first step into into my own healing was opening that door and you know if i cried it was fine because i needed to get it out and other people seeing that or even hearing it on the podcast it helped them as well and and that's how it continued to grow was just through that power of storytelling
0: that's that's phenomenal and i I gotta tell you there's quite a few times that 2310. I was driving home in the silence because I just wanted to hear the silence and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it, yeah, it's that's very real. So you've probably done what hundreds of do you know, you even know how many episodes you've done?
1: Um if so just talking about the flagship show, what the, yeah. the podcast that I started out with with the treacherous podcast, um, I am gonna be posting uh, or publishing in a couple of days episode four hundred and thirty-six.
0: Outstanding. So 436 of Within the Trenches. I was just had the opportunity to be on your 98th episode of the director's round table. Yeah. Your your podcast has really kind of morphed into other things. And I've had the opportunity to do that uh, with my own, where I created a a round table with some some friends of mine that Mm -hmm. we just talk about social issues or personal development, whatever it might be. But it was an opportunity to get three other people on and have a conversation. Have you ever done a really kind of, I mean, I guess Dispatchers Roundtable is really the probably the the biggest group. That, do you do more than two or three? I mean, how big is that, has that gotten?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I do the Dispatchers Roundtable, but I also do a live broadcast every Thursday um, on social media that's called Open Mic Live. That's so right. for that one, um dispatchers come on in the audience and they share all of their funny stories but the the way that one actually started out it was at the um i'm pretty sure it was at the beginning of the the pandemic either the beginning of the pandemic or it was the beginning of the uh a lot of the 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 social unrest that was going on a lot of the protests that were going on and actually i think a lot of that was around the same time so i just i remember um Being on social media and seeing tons of friends sharing posts, um, not only just theirs, but others on how they were feeling and people were not feeling that well. And around 2017, I started going around um, different Public safety conferences and doing this with a live audience is called Imagine Listening, uh, where the first part of it is is just uh, dispatchers sharing kind of their harder uh, 911 calls, how it was like for them when they took that call. And really, it was a peer support session. But I didn't want people to leave feeling, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah. The, the last 30 minutes of it was open mic where we would share the lighter side of dispatch. And so you start out emotionally intense and it wasn't always, you know, a lot of the hard calls that it, it might it might be a save as well that people would share. But yeah. then the last half, we would share all the funny stuff that happened in nine one one, whether it be a funny incident that happened with the person mm-hmm. telling the story and their coworkers or a phone call that came in. So I had been doing that for a while already. So one night, I think it was 1130 at night and and I was awake because I I worked midnight shift all the time. So it's, it has stuck with me since then that I stay up real late, but I went on around 1130 at night and I just went live on all of my social media accounts and I just started sharing my funny 911 stories. And I said, you know, I feel like people need to laugh and let's, let's just, let's see. So that's where it started for that one. And uh, so every Thursday I come on and I ask people on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling this week? How are you doing any number under uh, a five? I tell them, you know, hopefully by the end of this session. Um, sharing funny stories, your number will go up. So I check with people in the beginning, and then check with them at the end. Um, but that's how that's how it started. That's how Open Mic started to do it live like that um, as a, as a live broadcast on social media. Was just checking in with people, and and then sharing funny stories. And people come on and and share all kinds. My mom sometimes jumps in there which makes it even more funny because then people start sharing like some of the more crazy, sometimes raunchy 911 calls because they want to see if I will say it while my mom is in the audience.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's how it's been scaling from there is just kind of um, evolving, not just from the the main podcast, but doing live broadcasts and just sharing all different types of stories, whether they be funny ones or harder ones, but also like the dispatchers round table talking, about different uh, just topics in 911 as well as technology.
0: Do you think the key to your success is really how you niche down in in the 911 industry industry it's always been about 911 it you know for the most part it's it's that that drilled down niche has just been why it it really kind of exploded like it has hmm
1: you know I, I think for me it was just sticking to me being me. Okay. So there, there, there's a quote that I was introduced uh, to, and it's by uh, Simon Sinek. And hopefully, I don't mess it up. But the the quote is basically: um, people don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's always yes. been uh, for me about giving back to Dispatch because I I want. I I don't want anyone to have to deal with some of the stuff that I dealt with where I was afraid to share my story, where I was afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So if I can help others through the power of storytelling, then that's what it's that's what it's always been. And, And sticking to what I've done and having that passion and just getting out there and, and giving a voice to where some, you know, might not have a voice or feel yes. that they have a voice has kept it going. You know, I've, I've had just like this opportunity to be on your podcast. I've been a guest on, on others and that actually pushed it as well. So not only um, public safety, but a, a large chunk of the general public listens as well. And they'll mm-hmm. send in stories of their own on how dispatchers help them or they'll say, you know, thank you for, for having this. Cause now I understand more that when, when I call 911 and someone puts me on hold, it's not because they don't care. It's because my emergency isn't the only emergency that's going on. So I guess in a right. sense, right. that niche of being in public safety, yes, but really it's just been, you know, me being kind of a 911 nerd
0: and uh, and,
1: and and really just sticking to, you know, what it was that I've always done. And it's been yeah. storytelling, but also giving back to uh, to dispatch as much as possible.
0: Now, seeing that you... you take it on the road, so to say, and you Mm -hmm. go to the conferences and so on, what was it like getting more and more recognized? You know, you get, you get more and more recognitions, you're having more and more conversations. Hey, I heard it. I saw it. It was great. It affected me this way. That had been pretty profound when you started getting more and more of that, right?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I'll put it this way. It it was nothing that I ever expected. When I first started doing this, um, it started with me Telling my assistant director, my deputy director at the dispatch center I was at, the last one I was at, that I was going to start writing about these these calls, mm-hmm. and I was told, "No, don't do that because we're going to get sued." And, <laughs> and and I I said, "Well, you know, there's uh, um there was something that you guys told us that that I want to remind you. you. You know, you guys had said that you can't regulate our feelings online." And and I'm I'm just sharing my story. I'm not sharing anything. But you know, she ended up saying, "Yeah, you're right. We can't regulate your feelings online." So I was like, "Thank you. I'm I'm going to go ahead and do this." And uh, it just it just continued, you know, from there. But I, it's nothing that I I ever expected. So when when things started to build up, and you know, ended up having um, a local ABC affiliate came to the dispatch center and did a story on the podcast that I had started and um you know one of the local newspapers had put something out there as well again not something i ever expected it was cool but yeah. um it just it it never got to me like oh yeah like this is awesome i mean like you <laughs> know like i'm all this you know big whatever yeah. i just thought that i'm i'm just i'm glad that people are recognizing it and i'm going to keep pushing and keep doing what i'm doing because i'm i'm not going to just settle like my whole goal was to somehow play some small part in public safety to make some sort of impact or change and uh that's just what what i keep trying to do and just evolve yeah. and evolve yeah. but yeah it was it was a little weird in the beginning like oh you know who i am like oh that's cool <laughs> like how can we work together you know and then it, you know a lot of different things just um started to build up from there with partnerships
0: and such yeah yeah and it's funny because i was just thinking how i think i knew you or knew of you before you know even knew who i was until we got kind of introduced (laughs) through carbine right (laughs) Uh, but in my my former employer i had seen you at a couple of of trade shows before the trade shows ended with the pandemic but i had seen you at a couple of trade shows doing your thing working working your your podcast which is just so super cool um with Now your podcast has sponsors and you don't have to get too deep into this, Mm -hmm. but some, some podcasts have sponsors, yours have sponsors. Um, I've, I've listened to some other ones. I've listened to some podcasts that went from having no sponsors. All of a sudden now we're, we're throwing in commercials and sponsors and what, and throw outs, um, is, is the sponsorship thing, something that comes to you, or is that something you go seek out for?
1: So in, in the beginning, when, when I first started doing this, so all of this started as a college project, right. It was, it was a graphic design, um, uh, that I, that I was doing and it just started out as a video sharing stories. And then it just continued to build. That was in 2010.
0: Mm-hmm. So that was
1: the very first version of what it is that I do now. Um, the, the podcast actually started as a, a Kickstarter campaign, crowdfunding at the end of 2012, going into 2013. And, uh, I was I was picking up a lot of steam, you know. A lot of people were learning, um, and and just listening and listening. And by episode five, one of my coworkers, who I was I was their supervisor, people had listened to us and said she should be your co-host. So I brought her on as the co-host. We ended up doing I think up to episode forty-three, and then I moved to Indiana, and she is now the deputy director at the old center that I worked at. So uh, yeah, we ended up, we ended up going our separate ways, but we're still cool. I still bring her on every now and then as, as a guest host and she will always yeah. be, you know, my, my co-host and stuff. It's always fun. But, um, I went seeking out sponsorship to see if this is something that I could do on my own. And one of the things for those who are watching, because I, I see your question on here as well. One of the things to remember is to try not to pay attention to the numbers when you're like downloads, listens, all of that other stuff, because that'll end up tearing you apart. Yeah. Because if if, that's in the beginning, you know, you might have feel like, oh, this is the greatest idea. Everyone's going to listen. Everyone is going to want to hear this and that. But then when you see that mm, people that really aren't listening, that brings you down. Don't yeah. let it get you down. Yeah. Because I, I was there. And I let it get me down for a little while. And then, but then I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. But it, it's hard in the beginning. You go looking for sponsorships, and people are like, hmm. Yeah, we'll wait till your numbers get a little higher, you know, and that's another thing. Make sure you have numbers. You, you've you got um, the uh, that information, rather. You've got those analytics to be able to give to those potential sponsors because that's what they're looking for. And uh, they're, they're looking for that, but not just the content. The content can be amazing, but if you don't have, you know, anybody listening, then they, they, they won't uh, jump on. So in the beginning, I sought out the sponsorships. And uh, there was there was nothing coming in. Luckily, the company that I was working for, who actually found me through the podcast, uh, because I went to the the dark side as well (laughs) for for like seven and a half years. um, You know that company, they supported me throughout that whole time, and uh, they I just I continued to do it. I I worked for them full time. I became their communications director, um, but I continued doing the podcast consistently. Mm -hmm. And after that first initial um I, I guess seeking um sponsors i ended up not looking after that because it started to kind of take over a little bit uh only in the sense that that was almost a like a goal it was on my list of things to do was to get sponsors and then i was doing everything consistently uh every episode but that was still there and it was eating at me a little bit and i thought i'm going to i'm going to drop this idea. I'm not going to go for sponsors anymore. I'm just going to continue doing what I've always been doing. And yeah. if something happens, awesome. If not, I'm still going to continue doing because I've, that's what I wanted to do is be able to give back and share these powerful stories.
0: Yeah.
1: Once I started doing that and just sharing and sharing, going to conferences, doing sessions and doing podcast episodes there with attendees and sharing more stories, then the sponsors started Actually, people were reaching out to me to say, hey, let's partner up. Let's do something. And it started out small and then just continued and continued. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the beginning, I sought out the sponsors. Didn't work. <laughs> and I just decided I, I'm not even going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing and leave it at that. And then, uh, you know, things changed. After that, things changed.
0: It's so two things that I really picked out of there too was one Mm -hmm. about the, the analytics, paying attention to the analytics. And I gotta be honest, it's, I'll put out my podcast and I may look at the analytics initially, Mm -hmm. but after a day or two, it's gone, you know, whatever happened, happened. And, you know, I'm not paying attention to to the numbers after that because I'm already looking for the next guest, the next topic and so on. And then, you know, you talked about how you just went out there and kept, making content and making the podcast and going to the shows and doing the hard work. Mm-hmm. And I think in any venture, business venture, podcast, whatever it might be, you have to, you have to put in the work. Cause if you don't put in the work, it's just, and once you just, it really sounds like once you just kind of let it free flow and you just kept doing your thing and doing your thing, you you let, let the sponsors come as they may, or if they didn't oh well, you just kept, Putting putting out your content, and I think there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said about you know don't worry about the analytics, put in the hard work, keep putting it out, keep being consistent. Because I mean, I, I'm sure you can agree the podcast world is very um, polluted, not polluted, but crowded is the better word. Yeah. And you know you you we're trying to we're trying to get ahead of some really big influencers that are out there because all the influencers have podcasts. I'm trying to get past them in order to gain some, some kind of foothold in this business.
1: Yeah. There's, there's, there's many out there. And when, (laughs) when when thinking about it, like there've been a couple of times where I've seen, you know, a few, uh, let's just say like talk show hosts or actors and stuff. And they're like, we're starting a podcast. I'm like, Oh, Awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: another one to add to the list.
1: Yeah. There's one more there that, uh, that you have to go uh, up against and stuff. But the thing is, is, you know, there's a lot of them that are like that. You know, they're just, they're still just sharing stories and everything. And yeah. uh, I, I like hearing those types of stories as well. Um, Cause I like to learn more about people in general. I'm, I, I love learning about their background stories. You know, how did right. you get to here? How did you do this? How do you do that? But for me, Um, you know, I, I always just look at these dispatchers and call takers that are doing what they're doing and, you know, they don't always get that recognition and, and bringing them on and sharing those stories and learning where, you know, they come from, you know, a couple of them, they, they were, they were kids answering the radio at their house because they started, you know, their, their dad or their mom or whatever was an officer. And this was way back in the day and they were dispatching. The dispatching was happening out of their own home. And, and, and they remember being a kid listening to this stuff and, and telling these stories like that's fascinating. Like that's just, that's craziness. So yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely uh, vast, there are a lot of people out there that are doing this, but I think that if you, like we were saying, if you put in the work and just push out all of the other stuff that is going on and, and really let your passion flow, uh, with with everything that you're doing, with your niche or whatever topic it is that you're concentrating on, people are going to take notice because yeah. what it's going to be is they're going to hear it in your voice. They're going to see it in your eyes if we're you know doing like this on camera. But if it's just audio, of course they're going to hear it in your voice. Yeah. they're going to believe it because you believe it, yeah. and that's how you're putting it out there. And they're going to want to hear more.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and realistically, what I found out too is it doesn't take a whole lot to do a podcast you could do it on a laptop with earbuds. Yep. And, and that's really how I started my first, what, 10 episodes, I think it was, was my laptop and earbuds. And then you learn about the, you know, you get mics and, you know, headsets or speakers or whatever you need. And you kind of evolve it from there to fall to like you got with the soundboard and, and all that. But, um, which just adds, I think that adds to the entertainment value of it. It adds mm-hmm. to the storytelling and, you know, the more you can add, you know, you don't want to, drowned it in extra stuff. But the the, right. the the stuff that you can kind of filter in, and, and so on, I think adds to the entertainment value, which people want to be, you know, they want your storytelling, but they want to be entertained, they want to relate. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm assuming that you really kind of evolved from something simple to what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, so you you mentioned the the laptop and earbuds. I had something similar. um, But I also and I don't even remember where I bought this from now. But it was it was basically it was like a big speaker. It was Mm -hmm. one speaker and it had two XLR um, uh, ports in it. So (laughs) I, you could, you put in the microphones and you can talk on it, but you can transfer it to the laptop to record. So it was also an audio interface. So like, you know, if we were doing something live, we would have the speaker to be able to put all the audio out to the audience, but also at the same time recorded into the laptop. Um, But in in this, those first couple episodes, you know, there was no audience or anything. We were in the quiet room the dispatch center recording and uh, everything was going into laptop the the bad part though was that it wasn't stereo it was only mono so <laughs> you can hear <laughs> you can hear me out of one ear and my guest out of the other ear and at that time I, i'm still learning these uh, um you know how, how to use the software and everything so i didn't yeah. have it as stereo going out so like i think it's episode one the first three episodes either three or four episodes they're in mono and it's funny because so like uh with with some of the um some of the hosting platforms when people go in to give you reviews you can't respond to them the review is there forever so there's a few of them there saying oh the the topics are cool and the stories were cool but this is in mono and i remember when i read it i i was like yelling at my laptop not yelling angrily or anything but just jokingly saying i'm sorry i didn't know i know it's in mono i can't change it now (laughs) i mean i could probably go back and put it in stereo and you know enhance all of it now that i have all the knowledge that you know to to do all of that but in the beginning man that's how it was in the beginning. And thank you, all of you who have listened, who have stuck with me, because I do tell people, if you start at the beginning, I promise you, the audio gets better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's funny because we have this technology and we are able to do this, but sometimes technology is not, not our friend. And I was right. doing one of my roundtable podcasts and my internet went, it blinked out. It just oh. glitched bad. <laughs> and we're locked up to the point where I couldn't do anything. So my mm-hmm. guests were talking to each other, but I was frozen. I was frozen on my side. I couldn't do anything with it, and I had to go and completely go out of the streamyard platform, hoping that I could get back in, back into where I left off. Luckily, I get back in, and the, the, my guests—they're all still talking. They're like, "Oh, we just covered for you because we figured we'd be back eventually." <laughs> and I was just like, I couldn't believe this was happening. It was live. And, but it's just one of the things you just gotta kind of you learn and you go through and and you try to adapt as you go go along and uh, I mean I've even had times where I thought I was talking into this but I didn't uh-huh. realize it went to the, the earbuds I had in my ears so now <laughs> you just get a bunch of echo and not out of the mic and learning curves it's all learning curves
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a lot of that that happens you have to think on the fly you have to keep your uh <laughs> your just think on your feet. You know, yeah. knees loose and everything and, and whatever happens, always, if you can, always have a backup because there were a couple times where I recorded, and I think at that time I was using maybe like Skype or something, um, but I was, I was recording, and I usually recorded uh, through that audio, but also onto like Adobe Audition or something, and I had a backup. And for whatever reason, two episodes that I recorded that day, back to back, Gone. They were (sighs) gone. And I'm I'm looking all over my laptop, can't find it anywhere. I ended up um trying to get like some recovery software to see if I could recover it. Didn't work. So I had to get both of those guests and tell them, yeah, we gotta do this over. And uh we did it again. And and actually the episodes the second time ended up being way better than they were the first time. (laughs) So uh luckily that it worked out that way, but man. If you can try to always have a backup. And I just
0: I just learned something new, get a backup. Because <laughs> I've got to do that too. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. So where is where is your where's your podcast journey heading? What what's on the horizon for you that you can divulge?
1: So, you know, there's there's always so many different things that are going on. You know, this with uh, just like you, you know, during the pandemic, there were a lot of different things that I was I was trying to figure out um, what to do, you know, the, the podcast kept going, still had a lot of people that were coming on and, and still do. Um, but then, you know, those live broadcasts started coming in as well. So it, it evolved to that, uh, too, as you know, added also Patreon. Cause then during that time I had a, a lot more time to create more content. And, uh, so there was more bonus episodes that were going out there. And, uh, on top of that, I started doing virtual events as well. Mm-hmm. um, through uh through a platform that, that i've been using that was actually connected to patreon that it, it, the funny thing is is that it was on the back burner for so long of just simply looking at and trying out this platform uh, it's called crowdcast mm-hmm. and uh i'd been i have been looking at it and then i finally thought you know i'm gonna i'm gonna finally look at it to see what i can do with it and going into it um i ended up you know, creating a virtual event for public safety, because a lot of conferences were being canceled, postponed, oh, yeah. all that yeah. good stuff, all the training was going out the window. Yeah. So I thought, well, let's let's try to mimic it and do it virtually. So based around the podcast, um, I, I started within the trenches media. So the media company, uh, put, I put all of my skills to use because mm-hmm. uh, I have degrees in web development, graphic design, and then journalism, and then my 9-1 background. And I always told people, if I could find some sort of job that combined all of that, it'd be gold. But right. for me personally sure. I, it would be golden like that's exactly what i want to do yeah and and it turned out <clears throat> to be that way so from the podcast everything evolved into what it is that i'm doing now with these virtual events and uh you know the podcast continues you know i've got all of these episodes uh that are coming up that i that i have kind of uh on in the can uh so to speak and uh it just continues on man with the podcast but all the storytelling and then the uh you know appearances at conferences but also in the back there i screen print and do all of my podcasting merchandise so <laughs> the merch yeah some of the the websites that i had gone to where you know it says you know no upfront costs or anything like that i thought oh cool i'm gonna i'm gonna Go ahead and try that. But the quality that was coming back was not that great. Yeah. And since I am a graphic designer as well, I thought, hey, why not learn something new? So <laughs> during that time as well, as everyone else is learning something new, I taught myself how to screen print. So yeah. I've been doing that as well. So it just continues to evolve, man. It's been really good.
0: Now you just shared a story today about a really cool opportunity you had to, to kind of audition or participate in a TV show. Am I correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. There, <laughs> there was a, uh, that's another thing, you know, that, that has come from this, um, from, from the podcast and, and storytelling is that, uh, you know, people have been looking up. Uh, you know, different stories and stuff. And I, I guess the podcast popped up and uh, some of the live events that I do, uh, as well as the IM91 movement, sharing more and more dispatch stories. And uh, there's uh there's a show that's actually going to be coming out this Wednesday. Uh, it's called So Dumb It's Criminal. And uh, it's the host is Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh this last summer I was at a conference and I, I ended up getting an email from someone who said they looked up uh and knew about a lot of the stories that I had been sharing and you know, the podcast and live broadcasts, and they wanted me to go and share these stories for the show. So I flew out there and had that opportunity. Again, something that I never thought I would have the uh, the opportunity to do but um you know I, I went there and I shared uh, uh, some personal stories but also a lot of funny ones so yeah that and and of course it's 420 is when it airs so what other what other date for Snoop would that be oh, <laughs> would, would that be good mm-hmm. so yeah opportunities like that have have happened and uh I don't believe my stuff made the cutting room floor mm-hmm. but it was still an amazing experience. And, and just to know that, uh, you know, the folks there knew a lot about the stories, not just mine, but from all from dispatchers and call takers all over the world who have been sharing stories. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And I, that's what I, that's what I love. It's been really, it's been
0: a great experience. That's phenomenal. It's fantastic. So one last question mm-hmm. and what is your biggest piece of advice to anybody Looking to, you know, start a podcast or get into podcasting. So there's a
1: couple things actually. And uh to just start out with, just be you. Mm. You know, whatever whatever it is that you're looking to get into, just be you. You know, I I had the opportunity a few months back to talk to a bunch of college students who were looking at, you know, getting into, you know, technology or creating content or anything like that. And People were saying that there were things that they were really interested in, um, but they didn't know how they were going to do it. But after I told them, you know, kind of how I did it, they changed their mindset. So maybe those who are watching this and listening can do the same thing where, you know, you might have something that you're really, really interested in, but something that you do now, something that you're really good at, something that you love, that is what you should be talking about. Because you will have the confidence to be able to get it out there and also share some tips and tricks or whatever it is you know that you're talking about that is what people want to listen to you yeah. you know they want to they want to listen to you and you know your story or other people's stories but put all of you into it because if you're just going half that's what you're going to get in return yes, as well get back yep 100%. yeah it's it's all in what you put into it but also be consistent, because if you haven't heard the term pod fade, it's real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in what what that basically is, is you can be consistent, your fan base will get into it and be like, Yep, I know that so and so is going to put out an episode every Wednesday at this time. And then if you end up slacking on it, and it goes every other week when it was originally a weekly episode uh, that you're putting out there, then people start to lose interest yeah there's that that starts to fade away because the less you are putting into it the less they're gonna care about it sure. so it's and it, it's a hard thing man it's it's it for sure you have to be one hundred percent into it to have uh to have all these episodes going out because it's not it's not always an easy thing <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure it's so hard it just uh you know if, like on my end of things, you, I could come on here and, and, rattle on and babble on about a topic. And, you know, that's just me giving my opinions. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But the even harder part is, you know, going out and finding interesting guests to come on and, and to talk yes. about different things and make sure it aligns with the podcast. That's, that's really where a lot of, you know, you get, you get some folks that'll say, Oh yeah, sure. I'll do. it," And then you hear, never hear from them again, you know? Right. Um, and then you, uh, you, there's been a couple of podcasts where it didn't go so well. And I kind of went, Yeah. So we (laughs) got, you know, that, that kind of thing, but yeah, you're right. It's it, there's nothing short of being passionate about something being you and, and just being genuine and, and, and sharing that with maybe sharing that with a guest or on your own.
1: Right. And don't be afraid of long form episodes either. You know, there's, there's been a lot of times where I've spoken to folks and they've done episodes where we're recording for almost an hour and then it goes down to like 10 minutes. Um, Because, you know, people are afraid that that they might not tune in for that long. And I've always done episodes long form, and I've found that people open up a lot more when when you're talking, you know, longer and when it's just like this, the way you and I have been doing this, just a regular conversation and uh, people get comfortable. You know, sometimes in the beginning, if I know someone is nervous, I'll start singing or dancing with them or joking around or whatever to kind of loosen them up. So there's one more tip there for if you've got a guest that you have coming on, it's a little nervous. uh, They're not sure what to do, especially if it's on video too, not just audio, uh, because a lot of people shy away from it. But um, you know, just just be you. You know, have yeah. fun with it and yeah. they'll have fun
0: with it as well. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, with that, I think that's a great place to, to end for today. Ricardo, I, I appreciate your time. What is the best way for for people to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, you can uh, you can get a hold of me on my website, it is withinthetrenches.net. Um, but also if you do within the slash bizcard and that's B I Z C A R D. Um, that'll take you to a spot where I I, I designed out everywhere that you can find me, whether it be the podcast, um, uh, you know, the, the live broadcasts, all of that all of that information is all right there because i i would forget my business cards so i just created i just designed something up and did a qr code and now at conferences i just show it to them and they have it all right there so there within the trenches.net or within trenches.net/bizcard and you'll find everything
0: yes connect with ricardo he is he does have a great presence on social media so feel free to to reach out to him um, Go and check out Within the Trenches, especially if you're in public safety. You're going to love it. It's a great podcast. Um, and, you know, feel free to drop a comment. Send us a comment on on this show if you're watching it later on uh, and let us know what you think. And if you have any questions regarding, um, you know, starting a podcast or creating your own podcast, you know, feel free to, to reach out. We'd be happy to talk to you. Ricardo, thank you again. I appreciate your time. It was great to have you on Your Great conversation.
1: Thank you, man. It was a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. For everybody else, thank you for joining. Again, like, comment, and share. I'd love to hear it. And with that, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and have a great day.